The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Illuminating Feng Shui with Kathleen Zamansky. Are you seeking effective ways to increase efficiency, productivity, and accountability while boosting your bottom line? In our program, Kathleen and her guests will impart wisdom and proven techniques to help you tap into the universal energies of Feng Shui and Chinese metaphysics. Now, here is your host, Kathleen Zamansky. Welcome, I'm Kathleen Zemansky, and this is Illuminating Feng Shui. Today I'm talking with Deborah Poneman, and we're going to be talking about three infallible keys to unlock your personal success. You're also going to hear my weekly Feng Shui tip later in the program. Today I'm actually going to be focusing on astrology and why I use business astrology anyway, so more of that a little bit later today. But first I'd like to tell you a little bit about my guest today. Her name is Deborah Poneman, and after spending a decade of studying with the greatest masters of the East, meditating for eight to ten hours a day, I'm very envious of that right now, and teaching meditation to thousands, Deborah's founded the Yes to Success Seminars. She now shares her system for creating outer success based on inner silence with audiences and private clients in over 50 countries. A best-selling author who is also the co-founder of Your, Your Year of Miracle Mentoring Program for Women, along with her former student and current New York Times bestselling author, Marcy, Marcy Shimroth. Uh, Deborah is also known as the Mentor to Mentor. Um, Deborah's students have taken her teachings and have become mega successful entrepreneurs, renowned transformational leaders, millionaires, billionaires, and even thousands of ho- in thousands of household names. Um, Deborah is also the proud mother of two amazing adults, and I hear Deborah walking into the room. What's going on back there, Deborah? <laughs> you know what I did? I actually I'm feng shuiing my room while we're talking. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Deborah. <laughs> Thank you. I was actually realizing that one of my phones might ring, and I was trying to figure out how to mute it, and I didn't know how, so I brought it in the other room. Got it, got it. Okay, well, good. I'm glad you're back with us. So, actually, um, well, thanks for feng shuiing your place, and now we're all, all, you know, we're way shuied now, so that's good. So, um, let's start with um, just asking you, what do you know either about feng shui or astrology, or if you've ever used auspicious timing, any or all of the above, What, what what is your experience that you know about? Well, I have to say I was so excited when you invited me to be a guest on your show because I'm one of those crazy people just like you that the minute I move into a new place, the first thing I do is feng shui it. And you would be so proud of me if you came to my house and you saw, I don't know what system you use, but I have crystal balls separating my doorway from the bathroom because my office is a bathroom on the other side and and I have um, everything in my house is feng shui because I notice a gigantic difference in the energy. I move into a place, it feels fine because I, I get it in the right direction and all of that, 
but when I do all of the fixes, wow, it makes such an impact on my life, on my success, on my sleep, on my relationships, on my happiness. So I'm your girl. Good. Well, let me let me just like rewind what you said. I'm like one of the crazy ones like you. Actually, I believe you're one of the sane ones like me who <laughs> really believe that they are, and know with, you know, from a cellular level that when you are addressing the energies of a space, you are addressing your life first and foremost. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me. And then from there, we would also be looking at, you know, where are the most vibrant areas that you can be tapping into. So, and then the system that I use, a little sip of tea right there, um, the system that I use is classical feng shui over um, the, you know, more generic of, you know, this is a certain wealth area or a relationship area. I really actually do a very precise uh, type of a uh, feng shui astrology and timing, all based on the five elements. And it is about... Um, Really, you know, tapping into a precise direction and area that is suited for any particular person. So that's that's just a little bit of clarification on the differences, but um, they they all are valid if they are getting you to the ends of the means, which is success, good health, and prosperity. So, all right, well, let's move forward, Deborah. I'm very excited about interviewing to you today because you've had some pretty expansive experiences in your life that I hope we'll get a little glimpse of it anyway today in this next hour but let's start with you know what is your big why behind what you do well I'm going to tell you a story that actually illustrates my why um, I think I might have mentioned this to you but um, last week I just got back from Africa and I went to Africa I spent a week with Richard Branson, Sir Richard Branson, and about a dozen other people, all entrepreneurs, at his private uh, lodge. Um, it's actually, actually a safari lodge in Uasaba, which is in South Africa. And people say to me, um, oh, my goodness, it must have been so wonderful being with Richard. And we were together, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and two safaris a day, and he's an angel, and I admire him, and I love him because he's a genuinely loving, good, kind person. But out of my entire time that I was in South Africa, and we did a lot of cool things, the highlight was when I went to um, Cape Town, and I went into the townships, and I gave one of my Yes to Success seminar days for young people who grew up in the most really horrendous conditions you can possibly imagine, but really want to pull themselves out. And at the end of the day, when they said it was the best day of their lives, that's why I do what I do. And when their teachers send me letters um, saying that they have seen such a dramatic change in their belief in themselves, in their um, accomplishments since I've been there, which has only been a week, and wow. just in the light in their eyes, I don't think, I mean, I love elephants and rhinos just as much as the next person and hanging out with Richard Branson, but I do what I do to impact lives, and I know that what I teach does do that. Wow, that's that's wonderful. So these, these uh, were, were they all girls, or was it a mixed-gender group that you were working with, or...? 
No, it's a wonderful nonprofit called Communiversity. Communiversity, mm-hmm. and these wonderful women um, saw that the townships were being completely underserved, and these young people, 17, 18, 19, they didn't finish high school, no hope of going to college, so they went into the townships and built a community university called Communiversity. And it's so fantastic because um, teaching them skills, they go on to, one of them just um, uh, just became a manager for Cinnabon. Another person just became a manager for Marriott. Another uh, young woman is becoming a nurse. So it, it just teaches people skills so that they can go on and then go to a traditional university. Very cool. Very cool. Hopefully you'll be able to kind of track, um, you know, one or two of them anyway to just kind of see what unfolds for them over their lives. That'll be very, very cool to know. I'm I'm going to be Skyping in. Now that I'm home, I'm going to be Skyping in and and, uh, continuing to have a relationship with them until they graduate. Very excited. Yeah, that's really wonderful. And, you know, with technology today, even in, you know, third world countries like that, it's pretty amazing um, how... You know, we have access to 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 doing these these types of um, projects and and helping out other people. Yeah. Congratulations! Yes, and I just want to add one thing. It's very interesting uh, that you say that you know, people in developing countries. But I am telling you, Kathleen, and I am not exaggerating. I have done seminars and be, been a keynote speaker to some of the most, to the largest organizations and the most exclusive hotels and venues in the world. And the young man who did my AV, who was Mm -hmm. their IT expert, he was so ingenious. He was so better than anybody that I had ever had. If, If I needed to hire somebody for myself, I'd hire this kid if he lived in the U.S. Wow. What do you attribute that uh-huh. to? I think I think a desire to excel with the meager kind of you know, old-fashioned computers that they have. They mm-hmm. just so much. All they want is an opportunity. When they get a the little bit of an opportunity, they just dive into it wholeheartedly. Nothing. They don't take anything for granted. They're so appreciative for anything we give them. So you give them a little bit about computers, and it opens their world, and then they just dive in and learn everything they can. Wow, that's that's brilliant. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, I'm glad you were able to uh, help farm and shape, you know, some of their futures as well in a different way. So that's pretty profound. Okay, well, let's let's move forward here. So, you know, a couple of, well, several decades ago, you founded a seminar company and it, and it exploded internationally and you helped launch career of thousands of people, maybe like you were just telling us right now, and, and some of them who became some household names. So you were a young woman, no money, no business experience. How did you create such amazing success? Well, it's true. I had no money. I had no business experience. In fact, all I'd done for the prior decade was teach meditation. But I was the chairperson of the local meditation center. But when I had the inspiration to start my company, which was to teach success principles uh, around the country and eventually became around the world, what I did was that I carefully studied what the principles were to create success that were used by those who had come before me. I didn't reinvent the wheel. They had already traveled the road and were teaching success principles, 
So I did what they did, and I'll give you a few examples. All of the great masters of success said the same thing, and that is an idea comes to you because it wants to be manifested through you. And that's why we all have different ideas. You have the idea to become a feng shui practitioner. I have the idea to teach success seminars. Someone else has the idea to be a forest ranger. Um, I have a friend who loves being an actuary. And I believe all these things have to be done. All these positions have to be filled for the world to work. And I love the expression, God has no hands but yours. In other words, the creator can't come down and start... um, teaching people principles of feng shui. So the creator whispers into our ears what he, she needs to have done for creation to work. But if you don't act on that whisper, then the creator is going to have to go and whisper it to someone else. And that's why so many of us see other people become successful with our ideas. Wait a second, that was my idea. Well, yeah, and Mm -hmm. the creator probably gave you first dibs, but you didn't do anything about it. So when an idea comes to us, it comes to us as a gift that we need to act on it. Can I share a story? Yeah, yeah. Can, can I share a story that actually happened to me, and it has it's it's surrounding my Time Blazer business management system. Now, I, it, for for people who do know about auspicious chiming, chiming, the Chinese calendar. There's the Vedic. There's there's several different calendars. We you know even have the Farmer's Almanac of when to you know when to plant and all of that kind of stuff. So I had this this very clear universal message that. I was to take the calendar that I, you know, can read in Chinese. I understand the the coded practitioner language, but for my clients, it was useless because it was overwhelming. It had really no significance on how they could interface it with their own business. And I and I just got this clear picture, color coded, and and turn it into standard business English. It's the same information, but I have taken it to make it more accessible for the the Western world. So. I really, I, I have firsthand experience with that, and I know exactly what it feels like. So, but anyway, I'm going to have to take a quick break, but I do, and we'll get back to this this conversation. And I do want to thank my sponsor, Saddler & Company. A few years back, I had a leak in my uh, condo that I was living in upstairs, and unbeknownst to me, I walked downstairs the following morning and discovered my whole first floor was flooded. And I just looked around in shock and ruin at the furniture, flooring, all my possessions, they were just waterlogged, and, and it was on a Sunday morning. At 8 a.m., I called my insurance agent at Saddle and Company on a Sunday, and the first question he answered that morning was, are you all right? The second was, did you call a plumber? So it was very, you know, practical. So the staff at Saddler helped me from start to finish, from the adjusters, even made helpful suggestion on contractors I should contact to put my place back into order. So for real customer service, for all your insurance needs, you know, it's not a matter of if, it's when insurance uh, and an insurance event is going to affect your home, your car, your health. It's going to happen. So check out my sponsor, uh, Saddler. Inc.com for all your insurance needs. Stay tuned on Illuminating Feng Shui. We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. 
Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a 5 Elements Business Astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Welcome back. This is your host, Kathleen Zemanski. Today, we're joined by Deborah Poneman, and I'm very excited about the topic today. She's going to give us three infallible keys to unlock your personal success. Before we went to break, we were talking about, you know, something that she pointed out about listening to the universe. When it knocks, answer the door. So that's a great point of listening to the universe. And, you know, I know... There's a lot of people out there that they have, they feel like they have everything in place and then they freeze. So I imagine that's fear that sets in. So what would you tell them? Um, well, I will tell them that you absolutely will be afraid if you're playing big. If you're just playing small, then there will be nothing to be afraid of. But it's not the wrong dream if you're afraid. It's the right dream when you're afraid. See, that's where most people get stopped because your dreams have to be bigger than you. You have to leave the world a better place because you live here. And if you think, I can't do this, you're right because you're not doing it. There's a higher power that's working through you, which is the same power that whispered in your ear, you should start a... you know, an accounting firm, okay? That same power, and if a dream burns in your heart, that's because you're supposed to move on it. And you have to move quickly, quickly enough to keep your momentum going, but slowly enough to always hear the guidance, always hear the guidance, always hear that whisper that will continue into your ear. But here's the thing. When you are afraid, one of the things that you could do is, Take a step from which there's no turning back. When I decided to start my seminar company, I was young. I was 28. Um, As I said, I I didn't have any business experience. I was broke. I had a degree in the science of creative intelligence from Maharishi International University, and I was going to go out and teach people how to be successful. 
But I knew that I was supposed to do it because it was a dream that was whispered into my ear. So what I had to do, because I did freeze, I thought, who's going to listen to me? (laughs) So I went and I took a step from which there was no turning back. And in this case, it was putting up posters because in 1981, that was the way that we communicated that we were going to be giving a presentation. There was no internet at the time. So you either advertise in the newspaper, you put up posters. So when I put up the posters, then even though the fear continued, then there was no turning back. I had to pursue my dream. So if you're having that experience of fear Uh, there's this expression, feel the fear and do it anyway. And I say, take a step from from which there's no turning back. That's very cool. That's very cool. I, you know, I, I feel like I'm an idea person. I just, you know, maybe there's something in my chart. Well, it is actually something in my chart. I'm an, um, I'm an idea person, but I'm not necessarily an implementer person. So, you know, I, I can take a few steps, but then the next idea comes in. So what do you, what do you say to people like that, that is just like an endless fountain of ideas of discerning which one is the right idea to be fearless and take that step? Well, two things. One is if you're an idea person and not an implementer then for, and you have an idea that you want to turn into a business, then form a partnership with somebody who's an implementer. Um, I have a friend. Her name is Janet Atwood. She's the founder of The Passion Test, the author of the New York Times bestselling The Passion Test. She is such an ideas person, and that's why she had to have a partner who is her uh, former husband and current business partner, Chris, who is totally an implementer. He's not the idea person. So I would say find someone. And in terms of which ideas, um, if you close your eyes and you visualize yourself implementing that idea, you will feel a little bit of fear. But if you also feel excitement and happiness and a smile appears on your face, it's all so simple. There's nothing... um, complicated about knowing what dreams to pursue. They're mm-hmm. the ones that light you up and you know when you're lit up and, and you just have to take a step. You know, you can't wait until a sign to, for a sign to come down from the universe that says, take the step now. You know, you can't steer a parked car. You have to get the car out of the driveway and then if you have to course correct, which we all do, then you can, but you can't course correct in a parked car. So if you have something that excites you and you feel that excitement inside your heart and then just start moving towards it. And, um, hey, when you course correct, sometimes it leads you to a whole different career and a whole different idea. But, again, you um, can't stare a parked car. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And that's absolutely true. You know, sometimes there are are even people that will discourage you, you know, you still have to kind of go back to your original, you know, uh, radar that you got from the, you know, universe and, and, and really make that make that make that choice or the conversation with with the messages you're getting sometimes are a little clearer than people on earth here. So anyway, so what's, what other specific actions um, helped you become so successful and known in your niche? Well, actually, it's funny that you should say uh, that thing about people discouraging you. Um, first of all, uh, one of the things that helped me become so successful is I never worried about that there were people out there doing the same thing as me. And I say to everybody, don't 
give me this. Well, there's so many people teaching about success. There's so many people that have written books on happiness. There are so there are already a hundred people in my neighborhood teaching feng shui or writing books on power or whatever. They're not you. And right. there are people who actually incarnated because you are supposed to be their teacher. You are the one that's supposed to teach them about happiness or health or diet, and they're waiting patiently to hear the message from you, to have their lives transformed by you. So when what I call the discouragement committee, those people who tell you all of the reasons why your idea won't work, um, usually led by your mother-in-law, but when the discouragement (laughs) committee shows up, and tells you that there are already 100 people, um, way masters within 100 miles. Um, first of all, don't tell your sacred ideas to anybody who might possibly squash them. There's this expression, what is secret? Sacred must be kept secret. Sacred and secret come from the same root. So don't go around telling everybody what you're going to do. And also, you don't want to tell people what you're going to do because of the discouragement committee can squash your idea before it's even had a chance to, to sprout. But the other reason is, is that every time you tell somebody what you're going to do, you're less likely to do it. It's like letting the steam out of the kettle. And that's another reason why so many of us have had a thousand good ideas, but we've never done anything about them. Because those who talk don't do, and those who do don't talk. They keep the ideas safe and warm inside of themselves, just like a seed that's planted under the ground, and then it grows, and they don't share their ideas until the seed has sprouted and, and appeared above the ground and become a strong little plant or a strong little tree. Then, if the discouragement committee tells you, oh, that's not going to work, well, too bad. You've, always ta- you've already uh, taken steps in the direction of becoming that strong presence in whatever the area is that you're going to manifest your success. And um, if somebody does tell you why you're not going to succeed, then what you need to do is just say thank you for sharing and use their negativity as what I call inspirational dissatisfaction. There's a story about Henry Ford when he had the idea to build the Model T. He went to his father and said, I'm going to build a horseless carriage. And his father said, and this is in his biography, his father said, and you gave up a good $5 a week job to chase a crazy idea like that? <laughs> but, but he turned that into inspirational dissatisfaction and the impetus to make sure that he was going to build that horseless carriage. You know, this is a very interesting conversation, Deborah, and we're going to go a little off script on this, but I'm very interested in this because, you know, I, I often hear from many, you know, gurus that, you know, you know, if you have an idea, you should send it out to the universe and, you know, you should really let people know what you're doing. The more you say it, the more impactful, the more momentum, da, 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 and it builds and builds and builds and builds. And you just took the air out of that theory. <laughs> I, so so. Took the, I so do not believe that. Hey, I've been teaching this stuff for 35 years. And I am telling you, but if you look into the works of people like Napoleon Hill and Wallace Waddles and Florence Chin and Catherine Ponder and those great um, icons who taught us the energetic principles of success and prosperity, they 
always say what is sacred should be kept secret because you don't want to cast your ideas to the wind. And, and also, here's the thing. You can get, they do recommend getting a, a mastermind group, a small group of people who are you a thousand percent, a thousand percent sure that they desire your success as much as you desire your success. And you can share and brainstorm with them. But don't just go around telling everybody and their brother because, number one, you know, your thoughts have manifesting power. We know that. We know that from the secret. Whatever we, we think about success and prosperity, we vibrate success and prosperity. And like a tuning fork, we draw those things that will help us become successful and prosperous to us. And if we're always talking about um, lack and limitation, we vibrate with lack and limitation. But I don't know if you've ever thought how powerful the thoughts of others are about you. And maybe the reason why you aren't as successful as you want to be is because there are people in your life who are threatened by you, who don't, I've seen this in whole communities, I've seen this in whole sociological groups, that, that they, they hold people back because they don't want that person getting, you know, all successful on them. So you don't want to share your dreams with those people. Why would you? They're just going to put negativity on, that, on those dreams. Uh, do I have time to share with you um, a proof that I have that other people's thoughts affect your success? Do I have time to share? Uh, In 30 seconds you? you do. In 30 seconds you do. Well, actually, it's a little <laughs> bit longer than 30 seconds, so you know what? Uh, and it's a very cool uh, story because it's a story when I actually uh, had a near-death experience. Actually, I went over to the other side, so it was a death experience. And in that moment, I saw the power of other people's thoughts and how they affected my life. All right. Well, we'll pick that up um, after the break. And I do believe as equally as you do is that your success does depend on yourself and being surrounded by the right people. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Deborah Poneman on the three infallible keys to unlock your personal success. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Do you second guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a five elements business astrology reading, timing is everything and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. 
This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Welcome back. This is Kathleen Zemanski. And if you're just tuning in, I'm talking with Deborah Ponoman. And we just left the, the, the last segment with a cliffhanger of you crossing over to the other side. And you had experienced a, a vision that you had never um, realized before. So can you tell us about that? Yes. What would happen was, uh, making a very long story short, I got the flu. Usually I get the flu. I just take some golden seal echinacea, knock it out. But this time I got sicker and sicker and sicker. And one day I was lying in bed thinking I could die here. And I was living alone at the time. And um, so I did what any intelligent person would do because I thought I was going to die. I called my favorite healer. And my favorite healer said, okay, I'll help you. But you have to promise you'll do what I tell you to do. And I say anything. And he said, call 911 immediately. And I called 911. They actually had to break down the door to get in because I couldn't even lift myself out of the bed. And they took my blood pressure, which was 60-something over 20-something. I shouldn't be alive. Today I have what's called an acute sepsis. There's bacteria in my blood. I just come back from a developing country. I tend to frequent them. And so they whisked me to the emergency room. And as I was lying there and everybody was running around trying to save my life, hooking me up to every tube and monitor imaginable, um, I noticed that I was actually in a different space, and that was that when my eyes were open, I could see everybody rushing around, but when my eyes were closed, I could also see everybody rushing around, and I also saw that there was this um, radiant light that was actually guiding every single movement of every doctor, every nurse, every orderly, every one of my breaths. And um, I, I saw the perfection of the world, that everything fit together one, like cogs in a fine-tuned watch. And even if something happened that looked like a mistake, like one of the nurses dropped an ID bag and everybody shoots her a glance like she's an idiot, but I saw that when she bent down to get it, that, that enabled another nurse to see a monitor that she adjusted to save my life. So there wow. are no mistakes in the universe. But mm-hmm. what happened to illustrate this point that other people's thoughts do affect you, um, my uh, former husband, who is still my absolute best friend, um, he, he had been called and he had arrived and he walked in and, and he sat down on a chair and he was in tears because it didn't look like I was going to live. And the nurse went over, put her hand on his shoulder and said to him, don't worry, she's going to be fine. There's no reason for her to say that because I actually wasn't. But I saw, when she said the word, she's going to be fine, I saw this light, this radiant light come out of her mouth. It was like pink and sparkly, like my little pony rainbow. And she's going to be fine, went out of her mouth and into me, uh, right around my solar plexus, and it shot through my body and strengthened every cell in my body. Her word, she's going to be fine, made me fine. And, um, and... A few minutes later, and I still didn't have the strength to speak, but it was, oh, my gosh, I have to tell everybody in the room to gather around me and say she's going to be fine because I thought if I could get everybody to say that, I'd probably be able to jump off the gurney and go to the club and work out. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, the doctor walked in a few minutes later, saw the monitor. My blood pressure was still 60-something over 20-something. And in this very intense voice says, get that blood pressure up or we are going to lose her. And when he said we're going to lose her, I feel the contraction right now, I saw this murky, brown, muddy gunk come out of his mouth and go into my body and take mm. my strength away. Mm. And all I could think of at that moment was, when I say that your words create your reality, I, I absolutely believe that more than anything else I believe, that we, our words are our wand, like a magic wand, and whatever we say, we can manifest. But I wanted to get well so badly so that I could tell the world that it's not only your words and your thoughts, because thoughts are even more powerful than words, just like the molecule is more powerful than the cell and the atom is more powerful than the molecule. The thought is more, even more powerful than the words. And I wanted to make sure that people knew that the thoughts of others powerfully affect them. I so. agree with that. Woohoo! And we're glad you're here. <laughs> right. Thank you. Yes, I did live. And that's why we should be careful with whom we share our cherished goals and dreams because we don't want to share them with people who don't really desire our success. That's true. That's true. Good point. And well taken. Thanks. All right. So you've had a whole different other life that we um, don't even know about, but we're going to talk about now. So, you you know, you were, you know, doing the these seminars and they were being taught by reps all over the world and you were about to launch a network daytime TV show. And then one day you uh-huh. just decided to give that all up. Why did you do that? <laughs> yes. Well, um, I was at the top of my game. I had left teaching my seminar uh, in seven countries on four continents. Um, that was decades before the Internet. But the reason why I gave it all up is because I had to be true to my teaching, which is to follow your heart. I would tell people, follow your heart, and it will never lead you astray. And when I was at the top of the ga- my game, my daughter was born. Hmm. And I no longer, what made my heart sing uh, was no longer teaching seminars, but it was my daughter. And I believe that people have authenticity meters, and if people go around teaching things that they're not living, I think that we're all so tuned in right now that we know truth, and we know people who are not speaking truth. We know when a, when a teacher is a teacher who's living the teaching, and when a teacher is not the teacher is living their teaching. And I think people, my authenticity meter would have been way over in the negative range if I was going around teaching seminars about following your heart and my heart was home in her little crib. So um, I decided that I was going to be mom and, a mom at home and there I remained for 21 years because my, uh, actually I was supposed to give a, a series of seminars in, in uh, Southeast Asia. I remember when the promoter called me after my daughter was born and he said, okay, when are we going to you know, get the promotion going? And I said to him, you know, you're going to have to call me back in 18 years <laughs> <laughs> because I knew what my new passion was. And then it turned into 21 years when my son was born. But here's the thing. If you take time off, away from, quote-unquote, the reason you were put on earth, that reason is not going to go away. If you follow your heart 
and maybe take a year off to be with your mother while she's making her transition, or you take three years off to go to Africa and hold AIDS babies, or if you take six months off to work on a political campaign, your reason for being what they call Dharma is not going to go away. As a matter of fact, I promise you, you will end up there only 100% of the time, but you'll end up there with no regrets. Because we were each put on earth for a purpose, and that purpose is not going to go away. Yeah, very true, very true. I, You know, I've taken quite a few little jaunts this year, a few international ones as well, and I, I, all it did was fuel my fire when I came back, so I understand that very much. So what inspired you to come back after, what is it, you said 21 years? Yeah, but you know, it's funny because I took these 21 years off to be with my kids while all of my uh, students were like Marcy Shymoff, who is, uh, sold 15 million chicken soup books. And she was my secretary in 1981. And, um, but the beautiful thing is, is that when I came back and, and people say, did I ever doubt my decision? And I, and I always say, you bet I did. When all my friends were at the top of the best New York Times bestseller list and all of my students had these, you know, raging uh, careers and I was home, home knee deep in dirty diapers. You know, I always, if you don't doubt, then you're not human. Humans, that's what we do. We doubt. But um, the reason why I came back is that my former students and always friends, like Janet Atwood, founder of the Passion Test, she said to me, Gabby, when are you going to stop pretending that your kids still need you and start speaking again like you were put on earth to do? And um, I said to her, you know what, Janet? I don't know if my kids ever really needed me because I've seen some pretty fantastic kids that were raised by grandparents and aunties and uncles and in the foster system. And I said, so I don't know if they ever really needed me, but I didn't want to give up being a mom because I loved being a mom at home. And because to me, one, I love you, mommy, is worth more than a thousand standing ovations. And um, I just, know that I could, my kids, I could not give a bad speech. Well, my kids thought I gave a lot of bad speeches. <laughs> but to me, that was the most fulfilling work that I'd ever done, and I didn't want to let go. But yeah. I knew that my dharma was calling, and one of the ways I was able to re-enter the world of speaking, which it had completely changed and by this point. There were people teaching success seminars on every corner, the reason I was able to come back at the top is because when I was at the bottom, I, I adhered to one of the principles that I teach, and that is treat everybody, and that means everybody, is the most important person in the world. Like when Marcy Shymoff was just a little college student and wanted to be my secretary, I treated her as she was the most important person in the world. You know, Gandhi said, if you can't see God in the next person you meet, you need look no further. And I really try to live that as one of my, one of my main principles of success. And when I came back, oh, Marcy asked me to teach this program with her called Your Year of Miracles. And out of the shoot, we had 1,400 students. We're in our fourth year. Our first year, we had 1,400 students from 38 countries around the world. 
Deborah, yeah, that yeah. is awesome. But before we run out of time, I want to know a couple of things. Um, we promised three success in, uh, tips today, and I think we got two. And I also need to hear your gift that you're going to give to our listeners today and how they can find you. Okay, you got a minute. First, yes, and, and my first one, uh, my first principle that I um, – that I taught is that an idea comes to you because it's supposed to be manifested through you. So listen to those whispers and act on them. And another one is what is sacred should be kept secret. And another one is um, don't think that somebody else, you can't do something because somebody else is doing it because there are people who need to hear your message. And there were many more interspersed in there, but what I'm going to give people as a free gift has all of those messages in it because it is a 90-minute live presentation entitled The Effortless Path to True Success and Happiness that I actually presented live at a, um, an event called Discover Your Destiny, which was put on by Janet and Chris Atwood. And in this talk, I, again, talk about how I started with an idea and I built a global seminar company and I give a lot more principles on how to create success. And um, that's it. I reveal the secrets to how to live not only a successful life, but a deeply happy and fulfilling life no matter what the universe throws your way. So that is my free gift. Thank you. And you can receive that at yes2success.com forward slash gift. That's Y-E-S-T-O-S-U-C-C-E-S-S dot com forward slash gift. And we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with my feng shui tip. This week it's going to be why business astrology. We'll be back in a moment. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network highly successful people know that timing is everything kathleen zamansky's time blazer business management system taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success the time blazer decodes ancient chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time whether it's about business career education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a Five Elements Business Astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. 
And we're back. This is your host, Kathleen Zemanski. Deborah, the time just slipped away so quickly today. I really appreciate all of your stories and the gifts that you shared with us today. Thank you for your time. Well, thank you. I love being interviewed by you. I love what you do. And thank you for having me be your guest. Absolutely. And listeners, make sure you stop by to pick up Deborah's free gift. Again, that URL is yes to success.com forward slash gift. Now it's time for my weekly feng shui, astrology, and auspicious timing tip. Today, I'm actually going to ca- talk about why business astrology. Now, you've probably heard me talk a lot about business astrology, and you may not know why I think it's so important for you to have this information, but have you felt like you are, you know, just winging it in life. Your business astrology tells you a number of important pieces of information to help you succeed in business. So let's see how we can get to that information and use it. So your astrology chart, it's like a map, a life map. And if you, you know, have the right GPS programmed, you're going to arrive at a wonderful destination because you've carefully planned out your life all along the way. But if your personal GPS is set on a life's journey to winging it, well, you might be surprised about missing some major attractions or even encountered some roadblocks that you probably could have avoided if you had planned out your life a little bit better. So what does your business astrology chart tell you anyway? Your year of birth is about your marketing strategies, your your branding scope, scope for you and your business. It's about your reputation in the marketplace and your sphere of influence. This pillar will also tell you about your health. By the way, if you've experienced any health issues in 2016 in the year of the fire monkey, or even worse, if you know of somebody who has died, this is actually what the year is is talking about. So depending on what you had on your chart on how it affected you personally. Now, your month of birth is about your career and what you're best suited to do. Now, this also talks about your character and how people perceive you and your level of ambition. Your day of birth is about your partnerships and truthfully it's about your close intimate relationships the hour of birth is about your life purpose I have so many people come to me for astrology readings who are at a crossroads in their life and they have no idea what to do they're actually even afraid to take their next step due to uncertainty so your hour of birth is can also indicate your income level and what's the best strategy to use to invest your wealth from the things that you do from your work or in some cases you may have also received an inheritance and how would be the what would be the best strategy for you to use that money is it in you know in investing in real estate or would it be better to invest in the stock market or, or invest back into your own business it, all these things are indicative of your hour of birth now there's several layers to understanding your astrology obviously and you know one of them is long-term trends now this is a great way to map out what's happening now what's trending for you and in the near or distant future But wouldn't it be nice to know if you had a product or service you're working on and that there are certain times will benefit you in completing and launching it with success? So what about a career change or that could be expected or unexpected? So this is good information to know, especially if you've got like a nice cushy job and you don't really want to leave and then boom, you get, you are, you know, deemed, you know, redundant. So, you know, what do you do? Or conversely, you're thinking about making a career move, but the universe isn't supporting that choice right now. 
So guess what? This is all written in your business astrology. Now, I also see people going through a very active influx of money, and they believe that, oh, this is so easy, thinking their prosperity is endless. And then when I look at their personal chart, in fact, they're, they're you know, at the end of a wealth cycle. Now, this actually happened to one of my clients who was always consistently spending beyond his means. And I said to him, you know, I think you better, you know, take a different strategy here because, you know, th- this fountain may may run dry soon. He goes, oh, no, 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 I always, I always make it back somehow. Well, unfortunately, he didn't listen to me and he's actually in a very different place right now because he didn't heed my advice. So as the saying goes, there's one thing that we certainly can be um, uh, sure of that change will happen. And luckily, we can crack the code to foretell what's going to happen for you. And that's through your business astrology. So there's many things in business uh, astrology that that you know, your chart can support. It's like, when do you hire a staff or maybe go a little bit lean? Or when should you launch that product, program, or services? Obviously, choosing a good date to do that as well. But when would be a good time to take center stage or do maybe more research and development? So when you, when, you know, you are seeking out, you know, investors, is it a good year to do that? Or mentors or partnerships? When, you know, it's all really foretold in your astrology. So with that said, there's things that a person can proactively do to help themselves in their personal and professional lives. And that's when I turn to the annual astrologies to, you know, help my clients. And most frankly, I do it for myself for quick and dynamic results. So long term is for mapping things out. And then what, what can happen in a, you know, an instant that can really, you know, shift things in the annual. So every year around February 3rd or 4th, there's an influx of new energies that are happening. And, you know, there's a new animal that comes into play. So right now we're currently in the 2016 fire monkey and we're just on the cusp of the 2017 fire rooster. So we're going to see new shifts in, you know, the spaces of, you know, the feng shui directions are certainly going to change. I'm going to talk about that in future episodes. And, and we'll also see things happening in people's personal astrology charts. So I always look at person, space, and time, the astrology, feng shui, and the time blazer for the information based on the five elements. So everything has an expiration date as well, though. It's just like a carton of milk. Once it spoils, you're not going to want to try to get a fresh glass of milk out of that carton. You're going to need to go buy another new one you know, if you want the the fresh glass of milk. So the same is with your astrology. It's all about harnessing the energy that's available to you now and in the immediate future. So once things have have taken their, their turn, it's very hard to bring something back that is past expiration, if you will. So the inner, the annual energies are either going to help your endeavors or they're going to seem like roadblocks all along the way. So my suggestion is let's find out what's good for you and what might be challenging and figure out a strategy so that the good side of you wins. So for example, if you have a horse in your natal chart, year, month, day, or hour, but especially if it's in the year of uh, birth or the month of birth, you can expect a fantastic 2017. Your strategy is to figure that out now. Now we've got a couple of months left. What is your big venture going to be? Because believe me, time flies by so fast. So don't waste time figuring out once that clock has already started ticking, figure it out now. So to discover what animals you have in your chart, go to www freebusinessastrology.com and enter in your birth information and I'll be giving other tips all along the way. So 
the other way that you're going to be able to find out more about this information is every year I do my annual feng shui astrology talk to help my clients tap into their own personal energy, their space, and use good dates for success with the Chinese New Year, you know, before it begins. So if you want information about my live um, event and how you can impactfully bring 2017 um, to the highest potential for you, go to www5 elementsgroup.com forward slash events and then you can either attend it live or listen live stream so thank you for spending time with me here today i really do appreciate it please contact me at kathleen at five elements group if you have any questions about business astrology feng shui or auspicious timing i look forward to seeing you next time on illuminating feng shui and until next week may good chi follow We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Illuminating Feng Shui. Please join Kathleen Zamansky again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel as we look at other aspects to power up your workspace.